Hello, and welcome back to the Dream Lab Series podcast, where we take you behind the mindset of high achievers. I'm life and confidence coach, Audrey Diaz-Robles. And I'm Sabrina, your life and leadership coach. And we are excited to have you here again on this Friday. Uh, today, our guest is Lisa Leonardo, and she is a health and wellness coach and founder of Working Girls Wellness. And we are going to talk about health, mindset, how all of this really contributes to the life that we live. And Andre and I are strong believers in practice of making sure that we are doing well before our lives can propel forward. So welcome, yes. Lisa. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's it's such an honor to, to be here today. Welcome. Thanks. So we wanted to kick off by just give us like the snapshot about who you are. You know, we hear a lot about wellness and health and what that really means in our lives. But, you know, you have a practice and you've helped women um, figure out what this means for them between balancing work and parenting and all of this, the work that you've done for yourself um, to combat burnout and fatigue. So tell us a little bit about yourself, what your business is and how that really shapes women's lives. Yeah, so um, I am a working mom. Um, I have a daughter who's five, um, a husband, and um, currently we're all working from home. Um, we were homeschooling at the time, uh, as well as, as working at the same time. But um, I also was very interested in health and wellness. So um, I thought it would be, you know, just it's something that I've been very passionate about. And it's something that's been very, like, dear to my heart. And I wanted to um, just, like, help other women. I noticed that I was struggling um, probably since ever I had my daughter in, back in 2015. And when I went back to work after maternity leave, it was just, you know, it's, it's just very different. Um, you know, you, you have to like just jump back into the workplace, almost act like as if, you know, you weren't, you know, ever missing from that, from them. And it's, it's just, it's an adjustment. And I don't think I ever really fully adjusted to being a working mom. Um, you know, just truth to be said, um, it's, it's a struggle, you know, like you're, you're this new person, um, you know, you have a human being to take care of. And then, um, you know, you're, you're running into work, you have to either drop them off at daycare or, you know, have some sort of help, you know, if you are working out of the house. And it's, it's, you feel torn, you feel like, you know, your heart's, you just left a body part somewhere, you know, <laughs> um, by, by leaving your child with someone else, you're dealing with all these new feelings, your hormones and, and all of that. So um, honestly speaking, I don't think I've ever really adjusted to being a working mom. You just feel like, kind of like you're failing, like in all areas, you know, like if you leave work early, you're like a bad employee. And if you are paying more attention to your family, you feel like you are, you know, a you're missing out on, you know, you're, you're missing out on something. So I feel like there's, there's just always that push pull feeling that happens a lot. Um, so I, more in the recent years, I, I started to feel like a lot of burnout, you know, um, I was felt like I was like racing to get my daughter from daycare, um, just like completing emails at night and just, you know, just trying to keep up with, with life. And, um, I started to try to figure out like, how can I pay more attention to my wellness? Like, what can I do to, to just be okay, you know? 
Um, and through lots of trial and error, I just discovered like, I need to wake up earlier. I need to wake up earlier than my family because I just can't like roll out of bed and just leave life up in the air. You know, just like, however my attitude is, I just like roll out of bed and, and all of that. So, um, I started creating a morning routine that, um, you know, I get up a lot earlier than my family. Um, I start out kind of doing like meditation or just kind of like positive thinking. And then I roll more into like movement, some sort of workout or yoga or exercise. Um, and then I close off with meditation and then some sort of personal development. And um, just that alone has had such an impact on the way like my mind is, you know, it does not change the fact that I have a million zillion things to do in a day. Um, like we all do, you know, but um, it does change your outlook. You know, like if you take the time to just kind of like think about, you know, what am I putting into my head? What am I feeling? Um, and sometimes dealing with difficult feelings, even early in the morning to just kind of get them out of the way. You know, a lot of us are, I know I speak for a lot of women, you know, and we don't like to admit it. But a lot of us are running on autopilot, you know, we're just kind of like going through the motions. And we don't want to admit that we're tired. We don't want to admit that we have a lot on our plates, you know, because we, we tend to look at other people around us and see that, you know, a lot of people are doing the same thing. And you think, you know, you don't want to compare yourself, but you think that, you know, like, oh, she's, she's got it all, you know, like, you see people from the outside. And um, so, yeah. So anyway, I, I created this morning routine to just get myself in check and to really like check my mindset first, first thing. That is so incredible because that's, that's what I found in my life too. It wasn't until I made myself get up early at 5 a.m. and I thought I was going to puke, but <laughs> I realized like as, you know, when you have a family, if you don't take that time for yourself, it's you're pouring from an empty cup. And we, we hear that so many times, but it's it's really hard to make that adjustment, Lisa. And I'm curious, um, when we spoke earlier, you were talking about having anxiety and panic mm -hmm. attacks in the past. Mm -hmm. And that is such a prevalent thing in today's society, the burnout, the anxiety, because it feels like we're always just going, going, going. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about how that affected you? And what I'm really curious about is how much of it was produced by the burnout um, or just living an unhealthy life or also not being in true alignment with what you really wanted to do with your life? Yeah, this is this is such a good subject because I also feel like it's taboo. You know, a lot of us don't want to talk about anxiety or panic attacks because we feel like there's a there's kind of a negative stigma attached to it. Um, you know, I don't have everything under control, I'm frazzled, um, whatever it is, it just, it feels negative, you know, um, it, we don't like to show that, you know, I know as a, as a woman, you know, it, it just, I, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I, I like to show that I'm under, you know, I'm under control, I have my feelings in check. So I feel like it's, it's really good to talk about these things that, that, you know, we're not really, you know, trained or like, you know, used to talking about. So um, I think I've always had anxiety. Um, I never had like a label on it. Mm. Um, I've always been a type A personality. Like I had to do everything. You know, I just had to, I don't know if it was like FOMO, but I just felt like, you know, 
I think I was just at, at a young age, you know, I, I got by by like achievements, um, you know, just achieving and, you know, it was just like the way that I, you know, was accepted in my family. It, it was just right. something that, that, you know, I think I grew up with. And so I think that, you know, by doing and doing and doing all the time, it does lead to kind of like that, that feeling of anxiety or jitteriness or kind of nervousness. And I don't know if anybody could really tell. A lot of people say like, oh, I can't really tell. You know, you seem like, you know, you're under control. But, you know, if you have that, you could feel it bubbling under the surface. And so, um, you know, I want to say it was probably like in my 30s, um, I started to have full-blown panic attacks. You know, I'd be waiting for the subway and maybe the subway was running late or um, I had presentation or, you know, just sometimes I wouldn't even know what would, would be the trigger. It could sometimes be something that's like unconscious that you're not really aware about. And um, like, and you would have physical, like I would have physical uh, symptoms where I'd feel like heart racing and sweating and, and stuff like that. And sometimes it would just be like, you know, nervous, nervousness. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was really hard to manage. It was hard to predict. It wasn't something that I was like, oh, I know I'm going to have a panic attack. Sometimes I would be perfectly fine and it would just happen out of nowhere. And, um, panic attack is, is really scary. You know, you feel like you're really going to die. <laughs> you feel like you're having a heart attack. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's really scary. And I had to learn different techniques on, you know, what is it that's bothering me? What, why am I having these issues? You know, is it something that I'm not addressing, you know, in my everyday life? Um, I'm known to be a repressor, <laughs> definitely hold back, you know, lots of, of um, like what I'm feeling because I'm constantly going and doing. So I think that I, you know, I really had to take a step backwards and really reassess and really understand like, where am I putting my energy into? Like, why am I getting, you know, so upset? Why am I putting so much on my plate? Like, is this being driven by outside influences or am I the one that, you know, is, is driving this? Because sometimes I have to admit it would be me, you know, um, you know, learning to say no or learning to say no in a way that's a way that's not a no, but just like a not now, you know. And so, yeah, I think those were the different things that I had to do, you know, at one point, you know, I did go on medication for panic attacks. Um, I think it was like back in like 2008. Um, but I've opted recently not to, to go that route. I've been more into like holistic methods. Mm -hmm. Um, I really just want to understand what's happening. And I think that there's, you know, no judgment on, you know, anyone that takes medication or, or anything, because I think that there's validity in both, you know, worlds. But um, for me personally, I just really knew that there were some issues underneath that I needed to address. And, um, you know, I've been, been, you know, exploring that. It's a journey. It's not something that just like ends, you know, you're just like, I'm good. <laughs> you know, you just keep on, you know, just kind of like doing that. That work has to be done every day. Yeah, I can, I can relate to the morning routine. I always say for me personally, not everybody might feel the same way, but for me, uh, the worst way to wake up is with a toddler in my face asking me for something. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want milk, I want juice. I literally am like, oh, I should have woken up earlier. So, you know, that's had like, I think routine is so helpful. 
And, you know, it's, it's interesting, like I'm hearing you talk and like, I was definitely experiencing anxiety. And then I used to think that there was this, this magic equation that I somehow didn't have around balance. And one of the things that I've learned about balance is it's not about balancing the act, right? It's about keeping yourself with your checks and balances in different areas of your life and then checking into those regularly to see like how they're doing. And so it's not a one dimensional, let's juggle the act and let's try to make it seamless, right? It's more of these are the aspects of my life, I have to check in with them regularly and do the checks and balances, right? So it's like this journey yeah. towards that. And so the times that I have felt that it's because I haven't done that. So I'm curious to see, you know, you've been working with women around a lot of this, what are some of the areas that they should be checking in in their wellness journey and how can they go about that process because you know women can relate and like you said especially in some households you feel like no one can know you don't have it together right and the only way that people know you is how you've portrayed yourself right and there's this identity attached to that so to be able to start that journey, like what are some things that they need to be checking into to figure out like what, what is triggering this or how can they start to balance out the different parts of their life? Yeah, so um, I've been doing a lot of um, research lately for um, the clients I've been coaching and just, you know, trying to be a better coach, um, you know, trying to be a better person and then trying to be a better coach for, for others. and. You know, a lot of times when we think of health, we think of physical health. We think like great abs, um, you know, lean body, um, diet and exercise. And, you know, we're missing a lot of the pieces of that. There's a, it's, a, it's a pie pretty much. And it's like little, you know, a pie chart when you really think about it. There's, you know, there's your work life, there's your home life, there's even your home environment. There's, you know, what are you doing that's bringing you joy? Do you have a spiritual practice? Are you cooking your own meals? Um, oh my God, the list goes on. And um, what I like to do with my clients, I call it the wellness wheel. It's a pie chart. And we go through each of those little pieces. And, you know, sometimes people say, you know, like, why, why are we talking about this? I'm here to lose like 10 pounds. And it's like, oh, I, I totally understand. It's more... The behind the scenes like what's what's driving you to put things on your plate or what's driving you to not build a habit you know there's a lot of like psychology that goes on behind the scenes that we don't think about we just think like if we have a certain um you know exercise routine or you know some sort of you know way of eating that's just going to be it and i think those are great tools absolutely hands down but, you know, however, we really need to explore there are other influences in our lives or other, you know, life ebbs and flows. Everything isn't, you know, we have to think of life as 50-50. And when we look at this pie chart, we have to think like, where's our energy going to? You know, if I'll just give an example. If our, you know, home environment is cluttered and there's just like lots of, you know, stuff around us that we don't need or we can't find things like how are we supposed to be successful in meal prepping or anything for that matter? You know, finding our clothes or finding things for our children and, and just 
feeling like, you know, we have things in order. So uh, I like to really look at all pieces of the, the pie before I just like dive into like, okay, we're gonna do this. Um, we also go into like goal setting. I'm a firm believer in, you know, we need to understand the big goal of what whatever that person is there, you know, to, to discuss with me to achieve, but how do we break that goal down into smaller goals? So again, I'll use the same example as to lose five to 10 pounds. How, what's the how? How are we gonna get there? And what are we gonna do? And then put measurable action steps behind it. Not just like, I'm gonna work out or, you know, I'm gonna, you know, go grocery shopping. It's like, when are you gonna go grocery shopping? When are you gonna work out? How many times a week? And, you know, and then check in with them. And it's not, it's not to be, bossy or um you know just like the the fitness or nutrition police it's more to hold them accountable you know if you know that you put something down and you're you have a date on it when you're going to do it um you're more likely to do it and when you have someone checking in with you in a way that is empowering in a way that is um you know just like you know it's for the greater good um people are more successful you know, it's just there's studies that show that people are successful when they have somebody to, to check in with. So th that's pretty much my um, initial approach with my clients. I really love the holistic approach because that's how Sabrina and I and our partners here at the Dream Lab see success as well. Because, you know, you can have a very successful career, but you can be feeling the burnout and then your family suffering or it's things like you don't have a spiritual life and you feel empty inside no matter what you have. Um, and also your, your mindset could be poor. You can have the successful career but then every poor mindset. So it all needs to work together in harmony. I'm currently reading How to Do the Work by Nicole LaPera. And it's so fascinating how she's talking about how traditional medicine, um, and especially with um, psychiatry has always focused on the mind, especially with antidepressants and all these medications, but how now they're finding that so many of the hormones like serotonin are actually in the gut and how just having, you know, an unhealthy gut can affect all these areas of your life that you never would have thought of. So people probably come to you like wanting to lose 10 pounds and diet is important, but they're probably not eating what they think they're probably not eating things that actually are healthy. They think it's healthy and it's not. Can you talk to us about the importance of nutrition with your microbiome and how it makes you feel in general? I love the, that topic. I love gut health. Um, so I'm, I'm excited that you asked me about that. Um, so what I like to do uh, when I talk to my clients also is first ask them to, to start a food journal or food diary. Um, you know, I do it for myself every day because, you know, I'm human too. I have things that I have food insensitivities. I have things that, you know, I know that are going to boost my mood or kind of take away from my mood. Um, and so I, I like to ask them what they're eating currently to just kind of understand where they're at. You know, we need that as like a baseline. Um, and so we do that at first and I can kind of like see where they're, they're at, you know, are they eating processed things or are they eating whole foods? Are they eating, you know, a variety of things? Are they getting their vegetables? You know, because food is information. Um, a calorie is a calorie is a calorie is nonsense. Um, you know, you don't, you don't get the same calorie from a diet soda that you get from a head of broccoli. So, you know, I like to 
educate my clients and say, you know, I don't really like to focus on the calories. Um, a lot of times when they do ask me, like, what's my calorie um, intake for the day? I try to kind of steer clear from that. I don't really, that's not really my approach. My approach is, is more holistic to just get them more involved with like being more aware of eating, you know, like protein at every meal, uh, vegetables at every meal. And, you know, if you're going to do carbs, carbs are your friend. You know, I don't like to, to say like, don't do carbs or, or anything. And I don't prescribe a diet. Um, I like to just really use the methodology of saying like, these are whole foods. This is what you should be eating. And it almost like starts to crowd out all the other, you know, processed stuff that they're eating. Um, and also my approach is, I believe in living life, you know, like pizza happens and chocolate and, you know, there's parties and there's celebrations. And there's no reason why someone should not be able to partake in, you know, eating something at a celebration or, you know, birthday party. It, it just seems like, you know, you want to, you don't want to miss out on life. Like food is also joyful. And I call those foods soul food. I don't like to call it like cheat meals because I feel like it's kind of has a little bit of a negative connotation. Um, and I like to call it soul food because it's kind of like, I mean, when you eat pizza, <laughs> it feels like it's soothing your soul. Um, it's also the foods that we grew up with, you know, like I'm part Italian, like we grew up having pasta. We grew up having like, you know, all those delicious Italian cookies at, you know, at Easter and Christmas and things like that. And there's no reason why, why uh, someone should not be able to, to have those things. So it's just a very balanced approach in, in, um, in, in the way that we look at nutrition. I like how you said food is information because I, I have, um, you know, I know the days that I need to be like, let's say like a peak state. And in those days, I already know what foods are going to give me energy. But the way that you said that, that it's really information for what I need, right, um, is important. And then, you know, I have less and less things, but I still have them where when I want instant gratification, I don't always go for specific things because I do stop and ask myself, what is it that I need, right? Because I'm looking for that instant satisfaction. And usually it's because I need, um, whether it's comfort or I just want to feel good. And there are other ways to meet that need, but if we're not fully aware of it. And I think like that's part of what you're talking about that makes so much sense to me as we're talking is that all of this, if it's information that's going to make us feel a certain way or give us the specific energy that we need, does start to really... Um, not only creep in, but this is essentially the source of where our mental health starts to kind of break down or build up, right? So yeah. for me, mindset has been a big part of, and again, it's still a journey for me, so nowhere near where I want to be. But when I do find myself creeping away too far from where I want to be, the mindset piece is what gets me back on track. I'm like, okay, the person I want to be, how do they show up? What kind of energy they have? What are they feeding themselves, right? And I think I, I like how you put that—that that it's about information. Um, what are what is something that you have seen in the women that you work with um, 
really be surprised of taking in some of these methods, right? Like what have been some of those transformations that you, you've you experienced, right? But someone who's hearing may have not been through this and they're like, okay, yeah, that all sounds great. But what what's, what's in it for me, right? Um, <laughs> what has sort of been some of your findings through your work? That's a really good question, um, Sabrina. Um, so some of the findings from, from the women that I've been working with um, have been just like small incremental changes. You know, you a little bit goes a long way. You know, I, I try to, you know, explain to them about morning routine and, you know, I don't like to go too hard on that because obviously like, you know, you tell someone you wake up at five and you can scare a client away. <laughs> um, they're not, you know, they, they might not be there yet, you know, so I like to meet the client where she's at, you know, where is she currently? Um, I do like to to explain to her, like, let's try 15 minutes, you know, like, let's just get up 15 minutes, you know, you don't have to do any crazy <laughs> hit cardio or like CrossFit workouts or anything, but um, just waking up like 15 minutes before, maybe you just want to get in some silence. Um, and that's been such a game changer for one of the clients that I've been working with. Um, you know, she has two kids, she had a new job. Um, she was just juggling a lot and was just like, I don't know where I can fit in. You know, I don't have enough time to do all of this. And I said, you know, I know it's, it, it sounds like the worst thing. It, and you know, that some of the excuses come like, I need my sleep. And I, and I know that we do need our sleep. And I, I firmly believe sleep, like we can have a whole podcast about sleep and how important that is as well. So I, I don't want them to, you know, be robbed of, of that time to rest and recharge because that like resting, refueling, the rest and digest cycle, you know, all of that is so super important. However, you know, waking up 15 minutes before for one of my clients was like a game changer for her. You know, she just would sit and she would sit in prayer. Um, and it depends on what it is that, you know, is going to help you. You know, each person is different. You know, what works for me may not work for you or or for the next person. And really just diving in. And I like to ask lots of questions and do a lot of active listening because that's the only way I'm really going to understand my client, really going to understand what it is that she needs, what it is that she maybe is opposed to, or maybe that she's resisting. You know, there's been certain people that have been resistant to change. And I, and I understand that I've been there myself, you know, you don't think it's going to work for you or no, it's not going to work for you or, or, you know, it may not, it may be out of your comfort zone, but, um, you know, I try to walk them through like smaller changes. So I think that's been one of the key things, um, is, is just walking through small changes and, you know, when they, when they're ready, then they can go to the next step, you know, whatever that may be. And that's not even something that I dictate. I like to ask them, like, how do you feel? You know, what do you think would make this even more successful? How do you think, you know, what, what does this look like for you? Um, so I don't like to dictate what they're going to do. I like to just really guide them, you know, and just kind of say, would you be open to? So um, that's that's the approach that I'm using. I think um, Audrey probably has more to say on this, but I think sometimes women come to 
you know, work with different types of coaches because they're like, I, I want to be able to do what you're doing. And then what they haven't seen is the full journey, right, of what it's taken. And often I find what's great about working with a coach wherever you're at in trying to meet those goals is that a lot of it happens in that listening part. Most of what I have found, um, and you guys can tell me if you find the same way, is that often the the goal is not being met or different things are not being met, not because we're not capable, but we just haven't had the right support. And a simple thing as listening goes a long way. Um, I'm sure Audrey gets, if, you, if you've seen Audrey work out, everybody probably is like, I wanna be where you are, but they haven't seen the years of work she's put in. Even I want to be where Audrey's at. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of years, but I love that you said, you know, a little bit at a time, Lisa, because that's really what makes all the difference. And it's it's building that self-trust in yourself because like you said, it's, you know, you you give them the space to evolve in their own terms. And, and then when that happens, it's like they'll know for themselves where they want to go next. And to have that support from someone on the journey is everything. So for the women listening in that are like, you know, like that client, like I have the kids, I have the career, I'm trying to balance. What would you tell them about your life, the difference between the Lisa before that started on this journey and where you are now and why this is so important for them? You know, life is not a straight line, you know, like it doesn't, it doesn't just go from like, I'm here and then I'm here and I'm, and I'm there, I'm done. So I would, I would urge anyone that's listening in and that's on a journey, because I think we're all on journeys. Everybody's on a journey. I can't say that nobody isn't on one. Um, to just to just like trust yourself. And what you said, Audrey, was so key, um, that building that internal trust with yourself, I so resonate with that because I feel like when you make a promise to yourself, say like, I'm gonna wake up earlier, and then you do it. You're like, oh, I can do this. You know, when you don't do it, 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 you feel like I can't, I can't do it. You don't have that confidence to say like, oh, I can, you know, achieve this goal. So it's doing small things, you know, little by little, you know, like not just taking, you know, saying like, I'm just going to do this one big thing. But if you do smaller things, it starts to compound over time. Over time, that one, all of these little small habits, they start to add up. And I couldn't urge more also putting yourself outside your comfort zone all the time, even when you don't want to. I mean, uh, daily, I don't want to do lots of things. There's lots of things that I'm just like, I don't want to yeah. do them. You know, like I just want to stay home and like, you know, be under the covers and like watch, you know, like. I am all stuff. about that. I am <laughs> all about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, like I don't, I don't, you know, people sometimes think I'm an extrovert because I, you know, I'm a, I am a people person, but there are times that I need to recharge. I just need to, uh, I need to digest everything that has happened. And I don't want to always be around people all the time. You know, I like my alone time. Like I love my solitude, but I think there's something to be said by putting yourself out there and saying like, oh, I did that, okay, you know? And yeah. then the next time it's like not so scary, you know, I used to hate public speaking, like, oh my God, like I would be so nauseous and just feel like sick to my stomach and be like, I'm just gonna run out of here, I'm not gonna do this, you know? And I would constantly put myself into positions to, to do it and to be like, why did I do this? 
why am I doing this? Why am I torturing myself? But it's, it's made me a better speaker. It's made me, you know, talk to interesting people. It's made me learn different things. Um, constantly putting yourself in uncomfortable situations is the only way you're going to grow is the right. only way that you're going to see change. So, um, I might've gone off on a bit of a tangent, but I think um, I'm just urging women to just say like, you know, it's okay. We all feel this way at some point, but um, just take baby steps. One step after the other equals, you know, a large staircase after a while. So yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. I like that too. And it's where can, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. No, I was just to say it's interesting because it's true. Usually we want to run up. But it's just one step at a time, and and it compounds. Yeah, I mean, I I could go on and on about things like that. I mean, the habits about the way that women can build habits, and you can apply that thinking to anything. Like, if you have a to do list and you have like fifty things, really just narrow it down to the, the top three or five things that you have to do in that day, and almost the hardest things are the things that you know are going to make the biggest impact. So, and you can apply that to your health and your wellness and like it's health and mindset or like you can't have one without the other. So you can't like have a healthy body without having a healthy mind and vice versa. Like it just doesn't, they can't coexist. Like you can have the healthy body, but if you're, you know, you're not dealing with internal things that are happening, you're, are you really healthy? Like, are you, you know, and then vice versa, if you're, you know, you're dealing with things and, and whatnot, it, it doesn't, they, they can't co they have to like coexist together. So I think that um, just giving yourself like lists of things to do and just kind of like really honing in on them and not giving yourself like too much and just saying like, oh, I'm gonna fail. Like, yeah, you're gonna fail because you, you, you can't do everything in a day. You know, you have to like focus on the things that are really gonna set the bar or um, move the needle, move the needle forward. I love that. And that really resonates with me. And I'm sure it resonates with all of our listeners. So Lisa, if someone wants to work with you, where can they find you? So I'm on Instagram at, at living well with underscore Lisa. And my website is www.workinggirlwellness.net. Thank you so much. Um, and we can't wait to you know, hear more from you. So if anybody wants to get in touch with Lisa, you can go check her out, follow her. And I'm sure that you'll learn a lot just from her page. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lisa. Well, you know, you're the, you and I talk about wellness just as much as we talk about mindset. I mean, literally our text combos can go from like all sorts of things. And just yesterday we were talking about, you know, our bodies and wellness around that. And the energy that we want to produce. Yes. It's, you know, I feel like sometimes people think that success is so one dimensional. Mm -hmm. And we talk about this all the time here at the Dream Lab about the mind, body, and soul connection. But it's also about, you know, we have the superficial goal to lose weight or, you know, tone up our bodies. But when it comes to wellness, it's the entire picture as well. You know, we don't, we yeah. underestimate that nutrition isn't only what we eat. It's what we feed our minds. It's the people that we are around. It's the things that we listen to. Right. Yeah, for me, it's interesting to go through like this process. Like I have been trying to, I, I started, you know, 
about five years ago, I was really taking my nutrition and, and fitness serious, I would say. Um, and then recently what I realized is like, oh, like my goal is just to have energy and feel good. And through that, there are certain things I have to do. And when I don't do those things, I don't have those things, right? So I want to be able to show up with the energy that I need, not only for like my family, my kids, but my business and myself. And it makes those days that I do need to recharge and just kind of chill at home a little bit just more fun because I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, I don't have to do anything. Like I did everything I had to do, right? So I I think like you're right, it's so multidimensional and you can't just focus on one track. It has to be all of them. And I think also that when you're doing this work and you're on this journey, you also appreciate the rest. You allow yourself to rest yeah. those times because you know that that's just as important yeah. as all the work that you do. You know, one thing I realized is that the trust that we talked about that we're building in ourselves, that's where confidence grows. Yeah. Yes. And that's, that's where we talk about, you know, we talked about in our community, discipline and, you know, creating the habits to be able to gain that trust and proof for yourself. And then lo and behold, there's confidence knocking at and your because door. It, all of a sudden it's the voice inside your head is like, Oh, I can do this. I can do right. it. Let me try this now. <laughs> like right. Lisa said, like create that list and hone in on those things because yeah. when you don't and you beat yourself up, like Lisa was talking about it earlier also, then the shame comes in. Right. Yep. And that's because you didn't follow through. Yeah. And that's why you also have to be cautious about your goals. You can't climb the whole stairway in one day. Right. I it's love when she said that. I love when yeah. she said that. Yeah. So make sure you follow us on Instagram at the dot uh, dream lab. If you listen to this show and you liked it, screenshot it and share it, leave us a comment, subscribe. And we have some exciting things that we're working on that we can't be, we can't wait to release them to you in June. Um, we just talked a little bit about what it takes to have confidence and we're going to be bringing more of that to you. So make sure you stay tuned through our Instagram page and we can't wait to keep giving you more of what it takes to build the mindset that's going to give you the life that you love. Happy Friday, everyone. Thank you for Happy being with Friday. us. Happy Friday. Bye.